Hey guys, and welcome to Overpowered Podcast. I am your host, Jasmine, uh, and Adelaide. We are from overpoweredentertainment.com. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Doctor Who Season 11, Episode 10, uh, entitled Rescore of Kozlos. That is uh, all you. Ranscalore. Ranscalore. Uh, we're, we're shortening it. That's what it is. Alright, cool. Uh, <laughs> this episode featured a lot of information. Um, overall, I felt like this episode went out with a whimper. As the season finale, it came, this season went out like it came in. It was like, and it went out. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's kind of how I felt too. And I was trying to decide if it was because I get, I get very, um, I don't want to say bored, but my attention tends to wander when we get into the really spacey episodes, which is what this was, which was very unfortunate, because then I uh, I had the tendency to reach for my phone, I had the tendency to reach for a drawing thing, I was just like, the entire time I was like, no, 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 pay attention, no, no, pay attention, no, no, pay attention, and it was, it was a struggle in some ways. I mean, I was fine with the episode, like, visually, I enjoyed the spacey episodes, um, because it harkens me back to the church, which I love the church. Uh, do you remember that, Adelaide? Sure. Where the church was the army and the bishop was like the leader of the church. Oh, yes. I do remember that. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Like these episodes, I'm always like, I'm always going to go back to that because I loved it so much. So, um, but overall, how were you, how did you feel about this uh, episode, Elliot? Um, my attention wandered a bit, but I did feel like I got the gist of it anyway. But I will say that ultimately I felt like they led up to a big, uh, without getting too detailed, they led up to what could have been a, a good sort of finale, and they didn't really follow through on that. And that's because they have yet to grow into their adult teeth in this series, which is unfortunate because it's a season ender. Um, also, did you watch the New Year's special trailer? Nope. I saw a little bit of the preview that they had in the thrown in in the commercials that I could not fast forward through. Okay, well, I am about to go in through a long-winded plot point discussion. I'm not saying that for any particular reason. Um, but long-winded plot point discussion. <laughs> the doctor directs the TARDIS to a conference. Do you want to talk about it? or? <laughs> Um, well, I am saying that not to tell you to go watch the trailer while I go through this long discussion, but, you know, if you wanted to do that, <laughs> to be prepared. I'm not on my phone right now or anything. <laughs> the doctor directs the TARDIS to a planet called Rascalore, where the large number of signals have or- originated. I think it was nine in total of distress signals. And... They find a large number of shipwrecked starcraft scattered on the planet's surface, as well as a psychic field that alters one's perception of reality. The doctor provides Yaz, Ryan, and Graham with neural balances to counteract the field. They soon come across the pilot who has amnesia. The doctor provides him with a neural balancer as well, allowing him to remember his name, which is Petraki. As they help Pile Tracky, he gets this video signal from a woman named Indino and Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw warns Pile Tracky to bring the item uh, aboard his ship in exchange for his kidnapped crew. 
Graham tells the doctor his intent to kill Tim Shaw in revenge for Grace's death, but she warns him if he does, he can't be on the TARDIS ever again. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Um, they find a large shipwreck on the surface in the psychic field, um, and the doctor gives them neural balancers. I, I, I was okay with this. I don't know where the doctor pulled these from. Do you remember? I don't, but I, uh, my main thought was, hey, look, the doctor's prescribing drugs. So I was actually pretty (laughs) entertained with that. Well, I mean, if we're being honest, they've been constantly poked, prodded. Like it was even a point where Graham was like, I wish aliens would stop putting things on my body without my permission. So, I mean, good point. <laughs> Wish Supernatural would learn that one. Uh, but um, they find the pilot who has amnesia. Did you like his whole portrayal? Um, I did. Um, I think he did it fairly well. I also one of the lines I really remember was um, the doctor like on that note was the doctor saying, "Don't fight it. It's the neural. It's the I don't remember what the word was, but it's the um, it's the medicine kicking in. Don't fight it. It'll come back slowly." And I actually, I don't know why I appreciated that line so much, but I really did. Um, I, I agree with you. I appreciated the line. Like, she's like, just don't force it. It'll be okay. So, I was like, uh, it's, this is the first time I think we said this for Doctor Who, but that felt very rapey. But, like, not as rapey as Supernatural, so. Yeah, that is Supernatural. Like, <laughs> Supernatural's got the monopoly on that already. <laughs> Um, and then Graham has a conversation with the doctor. He's like, I'm going to kill Tim Shaw. Like, it's okay, Doc. I just want you to know, Doc, I'm going to kill him. And I was okay with Graham killing him. I was like, you know what? Go ahead, Graham. You go ahead. I was okay if Grace would have, I mean, if Graham would have killed Tim Shaw and just not seen, um, Ryan. Like, Ryan came back an old man with Graham. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of would have been okay with that too. I um, I won't go into it, but that's kind of what I was expecting. Oh, also, the title of this is um, the best man or something. Do you remember the title of the episode, Adelaide? No. Cool. Um, thanks for the help, Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh find out what Google knows. Um, let's just move right along. All right. Uh, the group collects the item, um, and it seems to be a floating rock in a protective shell, and arm themselves and enter the citadel. The doctor scans the item, I forgot to mention, and realizes that it's a, it's, like, it's implausible. The density, it should be a lot heavier. It's, it's a completely implausible object. So what was your first guess about what this object was, Ellie? I, I didn't have a guess, um. Since you mentioned the armed themselves thing, can I can I jump on that for a second? Yeah. Okay. So the doctor's okay with hand grenades, but she's not okay with guns. Well, she she went over her rules. You don't remember? No. We, the, <laughs> this episode could not hold my attention. Like, she was like, I'm was a, like, cause even Brian said that. She was, Brian was like, you wouldn't let us shoot the um things in the beginning, but now it's okay. She was like, one, I went over the rules because you were new and I had to be firm with you. <laughs> thought of like that was her being firm uh doctor is, no never mind and two she was like anything that can be rebuilt i don't have a problem with you destroying so but but ah uh, all right fine whatever i don't i don't care if she destroyed like the, my point wasn't 
oh, she's fine with the, the hand grenades because it could destroy a building. No, what about the people in the building? Well, at that point, they only thought it was three people in the building. It oh, was no. only three lives lost when she wouldn't kill a giant spider that was getting crushed by its own exoskeleton. Well, no, she was going to get them out. That's why they split into teams. Right, um, Whatever. She's still... Hmm. Shouldn't... Shouldn't... If you don't like the weapons, don't use them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the Graham and Ryan go look for the kidnapped crew while the doctor, Yaz, and Kosaki seek out Tim Shaw. I do... I'm not... I don't care. I'm not going by whatever his alien name is. It, he will be Tim Shaw forever. Um, They instead encounter Adino first. And she takes them at gunpoint to Tim Shaw. Uh, Tim Shaw, the doctor recognizes Delphi and... No, the doctor recognizes Adina as a member of the Ux, a race of pe- of people, at, well, a race, an alien race able to control the fabric of reality with their minds, and only two of which exist at any given time. Okay, so I'm going to pause right here for a minute, simply because... This is a stupid way of procreation. Thank you. Like, as a species, this is not effective. No, it is absolutely not effective. Not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and I... You have no sure. genetic diversity. You have no chance for, like, actual... I guess if you can control the universe with your mind, maybe you don't need genetic diversity. Maybe you don't need to evolve and adapt to your scenarios when you well, can change the scenarios to match whatever you want, but... Hmm. Um. The anyway, did you have any thoughts about the Ux? Um. Other than that, no. I I thought I was curious, and I liked the idea up until they said, um, there can only be two at any given time. I'm like, wow, that's dumb. But <laughs> once, like, before they said that, I was like, okay, I kind of like this species. This is interesting. And then they just had to immediately kill it. Um. They learned from Tim Shaw that after their previous encounter on Earth. Side note, it's like 3,000 years later. Um, it's 3,407, I believe. Yeah. And then the doctor makes the point, like, those seven must have really dragged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best line in the episode. Um, The doctor uh, talked to Tim Shaw, and he was transported to Ranscor. Score And found that the unks and found by the unks who consider him their creator. Over the next 3,000 years, he has had the unks work for his demands, effectively taking revenge on the races that humiliated him by shrinking their planet's teeny objects. Yaz and Paltraki discover four similar planets, while Tim Shaw sets his sights to do the same on Earth. The ship that littered the surface of vessels that attempted to fight Tim Shaw, but lost due to help from the unks. The doctor warns that even five such planets in close proximity will tear the fabric of reality, adding Earth would accelerate it. Tim Shaw does not believe her. Thoughts? That was a lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I will say, as PG as I can make it, uh, this guy's got a little bit of a Napoleon complex because he's going after the ones that humiliated him. This is one of those people that, you know, when they... The people with the really big wheels on their pristine truck. Let's just put it that way. Well, first of all, okay. Let me just let me just cut right through. This is not Napoleon, okay? 
because Napoleon was efficient. Napoleon was able to command an army to do this by himself. And yes, let's but be... I can't say exactly what I wanted to say, so I'm <laughs> I'm censoring it over with that one. And Napoleon, like he, okay, I have so many things. Anyway, it was interesting to me. I was, I we knew we were gonna see Tim Shaw again. I, no one expected him to be viewed as a god. Um, again, this season was very god heavy. So it was oddly, oddly faithful, and then to have it end on this note is seems a little unusual. But I guess it is, you know, false god. Um, but anything else that you want to say about what I just told you? No, because I'm still making the point. But Okay. Well, apparently I'm just breezing through. I feel like this episode is only going to be about 30 minutes. So let's try to make it. Alright, ready? Yeah, go. Um. Meanwhile, Graham and Ryan find the missing crew along with other crews from the other ships in stasis chambers. Um, Tim Shaw alerts... Um, an alert alerts Tim Shaw. An alarm alerts Tim <laughs> Shaw. To their arrival, and he sends armies of robots to stop them before they go after them himself. Before they can go after him, them. Words. Words are hard, to be fair. (laughs) While gone, the doctor convinces the unks to stop the process. No, she doesn't. What is this? The doctor. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm arguing with Patch Jasmine. Like, what are you doing, Patch Jasmine? I hope you know that response had me had to, I had to mute my mic to cough slash laugh and hack on that. The doctor tries to convince the unks to stop it before uh they hurt the planet Earth. Um ultimately the doctor puts the little chip thing what is it, the neuro the neuro balancer on the unks to prevent first of all, let's let's pause for a second. When we literally see the black unk like begging her to stop. Okay, this triggered me in such a way. I was so after the Rosa Parks, after the Rosa Parks thing this season. Now you have a black guy saying, "Please don't do this. I don't think I can take any more. Don't do this to me." I was so uncomfortable with this scene. I did not like it. I was like, "Can we? Can we not?" You tried to be so inclusive with the Rosa Parks, and then you had the um, the the which one was it? The um, the divide. Oh, the, uh, the, what is it? Something, a poon jab? Yeah, that one, that one. Whichever the, the, whatever the title of the episode was for that one. But it, um, like, you guys made a point to, to really reach out. And then you do this. Who was not there at their, at their meeting here? Who was not there? Because clearly something went wrong. Like, and I was just so triggered. (sighs) Because I was sitting there and I was like, this feels very bad. This feels very bad. And I was like, this can't get any worse, right? It's not going to get any worse, right? And boy, did they just lie. Like, that was just, mm, yes, Jasmine. It's definitely getting worse. Don't worry. That is in my questions and my random thoughts. So, anyway, ultimately, the doctor stops them. And then she manages, to, after excessive amounts of work, she stops them. And then she, like, convinces them that this is not what you want, this is not what you want to do, blah, 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 blah. So technically I was right, but I didn't give you all the steps. Um, with Peltraki's help, Graham and Ryan defeat the robots, and Ryan 
proceeds to lead the crew to safety. This was stupid. Why did not Graham do this? Why didn't Ryan take the trigger? Like, of course, they wanted to give him this option to be a better man, but it was forced and it didn't feel realistic to me. There's a lot. Of, like, I find we're saying that a lot about Ryan. Like, we have a lot of, like, why is he doing this? Shouldn't it be this character? Like, I feel like he's getting, like, the short stick that is just like, oh, yeah, Ryan was there and Ryan did a thing. And it's it's kind of not fair to him. Agreed. I mean, like, but especially after you know Graham wants to kill the guy, it would be easier. Well, then again, he also has a coordination issue. So would he be able to outrun? Are you telling me Graham at his age could outrun? I mean, because that's what I'm thinking. Like, they're constantly running. So, like, the coordination issue only came up, what, like two or three times? Yeah. Mostly when it's convenient is when it comes up. True. Um, anyway, Graham waits for Tim Shaw and threatens to shoot him, but he cannot come to take the shot. Like, he can't bring himself to take the shot. (sighs) Ryan returns, and Tim Shaw attempts to fire at Ryan. So, Graham shoots him in the foot. Stunning him long enough for Graham and Ryan to stow him in the stasis chamber. Ryan is glad to see Graham was a better man. He was not. He was not a better man. I just like, want to say, like, if, if my boyfriend's ever out there and ever hears this stuff, I just want to say, if I die and you have the option to shoot my murderer, freaking take the shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even just that. Even if you're like, you know what, I want you to go through the legal system. Like, I want you to face justice. Because personally, I think I would rather you don't hold this against me at the moment, okay? Because if somebody kills somebody I love, then my feelings might change in that moment. But I think that I would rather you live a very long life in jail. like. Okay, okay. If you have a way to consequence-free take the shot, how's that? Because <laughs> this like, would have been consequence-free. Let's look yes, at it okay. This would have been consequence-free. If you have that option, Well, the only the consequence would be that you can't travel with the doctor anymore. Oh no, this is the end of the season anyway. It's fine. So, I will give you, as long as it's like, like nothing will ever come from this except your character and you'll question yourself about killing someone. But then it becomes like, I I for an I. Like, this this is where my Christianity comes in and starts to blur lines for me. In this situation, as an atheist, you got got it easy. Adelaide. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Who cares about your (laughs) fake God? said that i'm not saying that <laughs> i know i had to say it because i knew you couldn't <laughs> but ultimately i think this was a cop out um i agree that i feel like graham's character would have taken that shot it and then like to like shoot him in the foot and put him in a stasis chamber well i think it is a punishment I don't know if necessarily is a, is equal to the lives that he destroyed because I'm sure a lot of people would have killed him. This is this is what I will say. I feel like this is the equivalent of a serial killer, a Hitler type of situation. Yeah, because he destroyed planets. We even mentioned the cleansing and everything. Yeah, the doctor even says genocide in this episode. Like, and he's taking these planets, and if he was able to, he would have destroyed all of them. Like, he was just keeping them as souvenirs because they they dared to go against him in the stanza. Yeah, and I feel like this is one of those things where you say 
um, and we're going to get into like death penalty stuff, I guess here, but this is when you say, you know, this guy has murdered like, you know, dozens and dozens of, of people and like slowly killed them. I mean, this is when you've got a serial killer and you say, do they deserve to live after what they've done? And like, that's, that's an open question. Do they? Yeah. I had to do a, ironically, this was one of my projects when I was in college. Like, that, to argue about the death penalty. And, like, as I said, I don't know if we're being on it. And I don't think there is necessarily a right or wrong answer to this. It's situational, like, most of life. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like as a Christian, I have to let me wrap myself up in my Christian blanket. <laughs> and I want to say that I can forgive you and, like I like, Christ will help me through this. But as a human who is flawed... And as a human who is constantly trying to be better, but maybe not achieving this, if you kill someone who I care about, I don't know if I can be like, I, it's okay, Jesus still loves you, versus I want you to die and burn in hell. Yeah, I, I definitely couldn't say that. But at the same time, like, I could... I feel like if, and in this, this is the situation that they're in, if you don't take the shot or in some way disable them like you're doing, like they end up doing, he will do it again. And that's the, that's like the main focus here is that there's no cage, like he doesn't get, he's not in this cage already that you have to worry about him getting out. It's you put him in the cage or you take the shot. And this one, they, they put him in the cage. That is a very, it's a very scary cage. Don't get me wrong. That's a good punishment. But I feel like on, on some level, like, there are so many people that would have said, take the shot, that, I don't know, it's just, it's almost not fair to his plethora of victims, and he's only considering one victim here. Well, not even that, like, if we're talking about take the shot, or, like, not, let's say we're talking about take the shot or that, and that's the question. That, he, this is already his punishment. Let's not forget he was already exiled to, uh, another planet. And he managed to escape, well, not escape, but he managed to not be punished and come out on top. So I don't know if this is really a fitting punishment because we already tried to punish him. That's true. And honestly, I feel like with this specific character, um, taking the shot is more humiliating to him anyway because someone else got the better of him. And then this is just like, oh, I'm in another cage that I have to break out. This is more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. If you actually, like being bested by them while this is a temporary win i mean i don't know if he's coming back or not i'm just saying right now it feels like more of a temporary win it's not it's ultimately like that's not his specific version of hell i guess is what i'm getting at and his version <clears throat> of hell is he loses and he loses badly yes and he is demeaned by an inferior race um where was I? Uh, ultimately, they put him in a stasis chamber. Um, we already talked about that. The doctor, the unks, and Petrelli's crew work together to return the five. No, they don't. What, Jasmine? What were you doing? Um, did you watch? The doc what were you doing when you were watching this? Because apparently you weren't <laughs> watching it. The doctor and the unks work together to return the five planets. I don't know why I have Petrelli's crew, because he did nothing in this scenario. He was, like, running for his life. I mean, valid, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
they work together to return the five planets with Stenza technology, the unks, and the doctor. And yet again, the black guy is like, I'll help you, blah, 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 blah. The doctor and the companions leave. Delphi and Pacheki ask if he can help the others um, return to their proper world. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about the black guy and the fact that the little light dimmed. And in my notes, I even said, the black guy better not die. They better not kill this black guy. That was the my bl- first thought upon seeing him was, oh, God, he better not die. Uh, I was, yeah, that was my first thought on that, too. Honest to God. Anyway, what else, what else, what other thoughts did you have about this situation, Adelaide? I mean, for a show that said, hey, let's do a Rosa Parks episode. This was so, um, what's the word? Left I'm field. For? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was this was tone deaf a little bit here, and no, this was a lot tone deaf. And like, did you, did you learn nothing from your Rosa Parks episode? Because you kind of just did everything that you shouldn't have done. Hmm. Um. So no, I don't. I don't like it. I didn't like it at all. It annoyed me, and and total pissed me off. Um. So then what really bothered me, which was the icing on the cake. Sure, it's only two of us, okay? But after you tortured me, and I literally have in my notes, the black guy was abused by his white equal, tortured, and then said, yep, I will travel the world with you. Yeah, what the hell is that? That's not, like, I'm sorry. Our race ends here. Bye. Exactly. So it was really weird. It was um, crazy to me. And it's annoying that it happened that way. Um, what were you? Did you have any other thoughts about this episode, Ellie? No, I mean, I mean, the episode alone entirely, or just that part? The both. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, I don't have much I could say that's not repeating myself on that on most of this anyway. Um, so, no, I don't think so, because everything would just be a repetition of what I've already said. Uh, okay. So then, uh, questions. Ready? Yes. Fire. Who are the unks? How did they come to possess such power? How do they reproduce? Because I'm with you. If I actually had to have sex with her after she tortured me, this would be the end. That's the end of the race. Bye. Right. Like, it would never be another unk in this universe. And also, are they siblings? Like, do they just appear in the world? Like, do they think about it and they just appear? Or do they, like, like do they, like, mate with another species It's close enough and then, like, their genes are just dominant all over the place and if you're half, you may as well just be the whole thing and I don't... Well, it was weird because the doctor said there's only two, but then she also said it's two per planet, so... Oh, we're doing that again, are we, Doctor Who? Right. Come on. Take some so, math classes, please. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with that. Um, why did the unks think the Tim Shaw was their creator? Okay, this I was fine with because this was basically what happened with the Native Americans. Like he had, he just appeared out of nowhere. They had never seen someone, and they were waiting. Like it, this is the problem with religion and blindly following without asking questions. I am a Christian. Here's my Christian blanket, and I'm a card carrying member. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it's like a little security blanket. For, you're not even using it like a blanket. You're just putting it up as a big old barrier. Yeah, like, here's my Christian shield. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you do not follow blindly without asking questions. And if we've learned anything from, like, sadly, the Native Americans, like, just because someone has better technology than you does not make them a god. Exactly. And frankly, I don't know if you can get better technology or better anything when they have the power to control the universe with their mind. True. So, I I don't Maybe we should reverse who's worshipping who here, because I would worship them, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, well, I mean, again, if you, like, this is religion, Adelaide. (laughs) I feel like you're thinking of it from a perspective of a non-faith-based perspective. This is probably true. Because like, if someone comes down right now and says, I'm Jesus, there is a large portion of people who, after maybe some convincing, I don't know what you would have to do now to convince somebody you're Jesus, but, like, they would have, they would be like, I will follow you. Without asking any other questions. Yeah. I mean, understandably, that that's, I mean, sadly, that's a reaction that many people would have and meanwhile I said that and I'm, you said that and I almost snorted into the microphone so like, but that's my point like this is faith like it, sometimes you gotta walk by faith not by sight so I, this is my this is my highway okay but, but, I understand it but I'm still I think you should still ask questions no I agree and I'm just saying like if something came to me with this wild technology versus the ability to change the fabric of reality with their mind i think i'm gonna worship the one that can change Mm -mm. the fabric of reality a little bit more you're taking it like it's no no that's not the because changing the fabric of technology is normal to you you would be like that's every day for you versus someone who's materializing glowing blue you know like and doing other things who have tech who has these technologies this is true because you know going back to I guess to the Native American argument, but even let's take time travel instead and, and grab like, you bring a cell phone back and even if it doesn't have signal, it's got enough charge for them to, that that's magic right there. Mm-hmm. They they will worship you as a seer or burn you as a witch, one of the two, depending on where exactly. you So it's just, it's, it's not that hard to relate once you think of it in that way. Um, Anything else you want to say about this episode? Uh, no. All right. Uh, more questions. Who are the Council of Nine Planets? And were those the planets that were, like, taken? Like... I got nothing for you on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just... I got nothing. Um, If you have any answers to our questions, let us know in the comment section, guys. Are these things that maybe, like, will come up in the next season? Which is not gonna be out for a while? 2020 is when the next season's coming out. God, that feels like such a long time. Did they say what the month? end of 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. The end. Jeez, all right. <laughs> uh, um, was the doctor to blame for everything that happened? Yes. I'm no. sorry. That's an instinctive response. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me defend the doctor. Gosh darn it, Adelaide. <laughs> no, I don't think she's. I don't think she's at fault for everything. But I do feel like there's a lot of times where it's like the doctor, really. Well, no, specifically the Tim Shaw situation because he said this is your fault, doctor. You. Are the reason that I'm here. Oh no, my people exile this is me. Just, this is just the abuser saying that when he beats his victim. That's all it is. So, it, like, it, even the doctor says, "Don't you blame your actions on me?" But I don't. Like I said, I feel like there's a portion of people who would agree that this is her fault. No, no. I At, just, 
that's a force of habit with me is yes it's the doctor's fault <laughs> well yeah that's why i wanted to make sure that we corrected what you said very quickly <laughs> but i agree with you it's definitely not the doctor's fault and i think it's very interesting that they even threw this line in like, do you think it was a conscious thing to relate an abuser to an abusee, or? I want to say yes, but at the same time, I feel like the the blinders that they had on in this episode were so... Uh, they, they had really thick blinders on, they were very tone deaf, it's... So I feel like, no, it wasn't intentional. But it got the point there, even if they didn't want it to get there. Um... Okay. Do you think this is the last that we've seen of Tim Shaw? No, I genuinely don't. But also, we're not well, going to get anywhere until 2020, so who knows? See, I don't know. And this is the reason I don't know. Simply because they sealed him into a building and put him in a stasis pod in said building. Like, and even the unks were like, we sealed the building so nothing can get in or out. Yeah, but... I don't know. Never never underestimate this kind of stuff and the ability to write themselves out of these corners and I don't mm. I clearly don't have a lot of faith in the writers. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry guys. Uh and last question. What do you think the people of Earth thought when they were being attacked? And also what happened to Unit or whatever other organizations that they like built up to protect them from aliens. I actually want what to happened know, to the like, space force. I was thinking of that too because like they were getting attacked and however brief it was. Also, like this is three thousand years later. So what? What year was it? Who's even on Earth at this point? Because mm-hmm. it was three. No, it was three thousand years from the uh, the um, the Stenzas like walking in there. In the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 3,000 years since she saw him last. Right. No, not from when the doctor saw him last. From the Stenza. I mean, not the Stenza. The, um, the Unks who saw him. Yes. In the beginning. So, the question is, how long did it take him to get back to his planet? How long did it take him um, and his planet to exile him? Because that's 3,000 years from that point, but what about the other two points? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I have no idea, and that's, I think that's what has to be factored in when you say what happened to Earth, like, what are they thinking? I don't know, who's on Earth? What What's the dominant species on Earth at this point? Is, did, are we, are we like, massively are intelligent gone? squids at this point, like... or what's, what's ruling the planet right now? <laughs> um, I don't know. What, any other thoughts that you had? No, that's, I'm still stuck on that. Okay, so, now that you have completely watched the uh, New Year's special trailer, uh, completely not during this podcast, nope, wasn't you watched it beforehand, like, what were your thoughts on the trailer? Um, it looks interesting, and I actually, I'll be perfectly honest, I did see it, but because I saw it earlier and, um, and like, was not paying full attention, totally thought it was something else. Uh, had a very <laughs> Game of Thrones vibe at the beginning, so I think that's what I thought it was when I was paying attention. Um... <laughs> But it um, it looks interesting. It looks very uh, it looks very Doctor Who. Let's put it that way, which can either be good or bad depending on your perspective. Mm, I agree with you. I'm happy about it. I'm ready to see it. But the problem is we're not getting anything else until 2020. So cool. I guess I don't know what this is happening. Um. Anything else that you want to talk about? We already talked about 2020. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I was I was going to throw some shade, but I think I'll, I'll be nice and not do that this time. 
Okay. Thank you guys for, oh, yes. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Overpowered Podcast, Geek of the Machine, Doctor Who edition. I was your host, Jasmine, and today we had Adelaide with us. We appreciate your listening. Please feel free to leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, Talk to us. We talk back. And feel free to follow us on Twitter, Real OP Tweets. Follow me personally, OP Jasmine. Follow Adelaide. OP Addy, A-D-D-I-E, underscore, before the A. Um, follow us on Instagram, Real OP Grams. Follow us on the website, overpoweredentertainment.com, and our Discord server, which we will happily discuss things with you. Anything I'm forgetting, Adelaide? I don't think so. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Bye! Bye.